0: Love Talk Radio.
1: God bless, God bless, amen. We are here at Praise Tabernacle Church, our Tuesday night Bible study, live on Blog Talk Radio, Chaos Blog Talk Radio. We thank God for another golden opportunity to come before you to share the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank God for Elder Oliver allowing us to use this platform going on now, probably a little bit over three, maybe four years or so. We've been been here on these Tuesday nights, and we thank God for the opportunity. Uh, So we're not going to delay or prolong the time. We have a great teacher on tonight that's going to be heading up the Bible study. Thank God for the panel. Uh, I know we have the Tobert family on, and we thank God for them, uh, faithful and dedicated, uh, so we appreciate them. We also thank God for Ed Oliver opening, uh, loud, like we said, allowing us to be on tonight. We have a uh, great teacher. I've been knowing her for probably a little bit over 20 or so years, and uh, I feel I know her pretty good. She's the mother of all five of my children, so... Thank God for her uh, being willing and obedient and accepting the call. And we thank God. We're gonna say a word of prayer, and then the, we're gonna turn it over to Evangelist Zachary, so she can take us further into our studies uh, for tonight. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you for another day, knowing that this is the day that you made and. We are rejoicing and we're glad in it We thank you for this opportunity Tonight to discuss your word We thank you for the panel Those that are listening Wherever they are tuning in From those that may come in later on We just thank you And we appreciate you for your grace And your mercy Shown toward us And Lord we commend this service into your hands And we're asking you to have your way Lead and guide us uh, the leader on tonight, the teacher on tonight, and those that, are be, that will be working with her on the panel, and that this word will be a blessing to those that are listening. In Jesus' name,
2: Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Ladies, Zachary, services into your hands. God bless.
0: All righty, all right. I better say something after that introduction. Amen. All right. Good evening, everybody. I hope everyone had a beautiful, a beautiful day today. Um, hope that um, everybody's work day went smooth with no drama, no complications, just love, joy, and and peace. Amen, and a lot of prayer. <laughs> um, truly, I'm 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 grateful um, tonight to have this opportunity because truly. Um, you know, it's uh, I, I pray I ask the Lord to give me what to say because um, you never want to get so comfortable to where you get into yourself and, you know, giving God's people what you want them to hear of what, you know, your plan and not, not the Lord's plan. But I'm grateful for the op- the opportunity. Um, someone had shared with me, he was like, First Lady, we hear you say that, and but you don't you don't show it, and I was like, well, I didn't. Um, you know, a few years ago, I was just like, you know, I'm good doing what I'm doing. I know I'm I, I got a gift to sing and all of this, and I'm like, preaching is not my thing, but God said something else. So um, y'all just continue to to pray, my strength in the Lord, and continue for those that are praying. Um, you know that He continues to guide my footsteps, guide my my words and to continue to touch our family. So I'm going to go ahead and get into the word of God on tonight. Um, those that are listening, thank you so much for tuning in. For those that's on the, um, God bless each each and every one of you guys. Love you tremendously. And those that are listening um, from wherever you are, don't just listen to listen, but listen to to learn something and to take something in to say, wow, how can I take this um, this message with me every day? of my life, not just, well, I'm just going to tune in. It's Bible study. You know, this is what we do, but tune into Bible study to get fed because truly um, we have an amazing panel. Um, And I get fed every time I take notes. Um, I try to, you know, throughout the week, out the week, go back over those notes and see how can I apply that to my life because nobody is doing everything perfectly every day we're striving um, for perfection so tonight we'll be coming from um, the book of Acts the 12th chapter uh, we may get through 1 through 19 we'll see how that goes if not I'm gonna pick it back up anyway on on Sunday if it's if it's the Lord's will so um, those that are listening, if you can go ahead and um, get your word, we're going to go to Acts, the 12th chapter, amen, verses, and we're going to do verses 1 through 19. I may skip here, skip there, but, you know, in your leisure, you can read that, actually the whole chapter, um, and those that are on the panel, um, I pray that you all had an opportunity to read it so you all can chime in and, and um, you know, help out tonight as well, amen. All right, so let's jump into it. So this particular, um, these particular verses of scripture, this this chapter, actually, um, it's so. When I read it, I just laugh. I'm like, Lord, uh, church people. Sometimes we pray about certain things, and when it when it comes to pass, we're we're shocked, we're surprised. Um, but in this um, in this this scripture here, uh, with my husband um, when he was over. Our prayer service uh many years ago in in thekulala and he used he's used to use the scripture as well um a few times um currently, but a lot of times we read scriptures, but we really don't look at it and apply our lives to this but we can i pray i hope that you can find yourself in this, but um when we pray we shouldn't we shouldn't pray expecting it not to happen. Us as believers, that's what we're talking about on tonight. We're talking about, I can never, I can never talk enough about prayer. I can never talk enough about Jesus because, you know, it's the world. We are living in a dying, in a sick world where everything goes. The saints of Zion, I remember growing up in the church and we had mothers that, I mean, that would pray and they didn't care if you got mad they don't they didn't care if you didn't talk to them because if something wasn't right they're going to come to you and they're going to come to you in love some of them didn't because they you know those, those those tough mothers amen those those tough mothers but it formed and shaped me to who i am today as a as a woman and not only that but as a woman of god um so, but now you have mothers that, you know, they live in their best life. They part, you know, they still doing their thing. You know, these mothers, they, you know, they, they, they look in, they want to look as, as young as a 20 and a 30 year old. It's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, it's, it's balance. And when it comes to the house of God, um, you know, the Bible says that the old are to teach the young, but the old can't teach the young if there is nothing in them to teach. There's no godly wisdom. And them. So let me go ahead and get into this. So we're going to start. I'm here. So um, just a little little bit of background here. I'm not going to be um, here long um, unless, you know, y'all pull on the time. That's fine. But amen. So Peter and James and John was, as we know, was closest to Jesus, kind of like an inner circle. Everybody that, well, not everybody, but a lot of people have that inner circle. Um, James get put to death in this particular chapter. Um, which was, you know, Herod, he, kills, he kills James, he gets put to death, of course, and Peter is thrown into prison. He was was brought up. How do we deal with trials of life? Life is going to happen. As sister Lovelace says, life is lifing, and that's not going to stop. But how do we deal with that? How do we deal with the trials and the obstacles and the things that seem like you get one thing fixed and something else pops up and you get that fixed. Now, Oh God, now you could, now your transmission go out. Now this happens. Oh, now I need to get up. My roof is leaking. It seems like something is always happening. And the more I'm praying, it seems like the more things keep happening, but do not stop praying. Do not stop talking to your God. Do not stop talking to him. Because he hears, he knows, amen, but you have to continue to pray, amen. Because the Lord knows if you're praying, Because like, Lord, you told us to pray for God. I'm praying. Lord, you know. But it's how you come. You just can't come to God any kind of old way, okay? So how do we deal with those situations? And how do we trust him when we can't see him? We can't even feel him because we're such in a dark place. We feel like we have gotten far away from God. Well, the Lord, he's standing right there and he's looking he's standing, he's waiting on you. You're not too far to where he can't rule you back in, okay? We live in a dying world, so how do we respond? A lot of times we respond with anger, and after the anger, it comes pity, which is sorrow, and then it's, it's denial, declaring something to be untrue. You know it, you see it, but you just you just't can't, just can't deal with it. Okay, Um, just a scripture before we get into our actual um, scriptures on tonight. Philippians um, chapter 4 and verse verse number 6, point blank, simple, go to God in prayer. In everyday life, go to God in prayer. And the scripture says, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And that's gonna start off our um our uh Bible study on tonight. Okay? So verse number one says, um, y'all get got your Bibles, y'all follow along with me. Acts chapter twelve, verse number one. Now about that time Herod the king stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, as I've already spoken of, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews some of us were doing stuff because we see that it's pleasing other people, but is it pleasing to is it pleasing to God? Okay, so he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread, and when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four um, quaternions of soldiers, okay, to keep him in intending after. Okay, so keep on going because I know me, I I get excited. This this thing blessed me, amen. Okay, so verse number five, so Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer, if I was in, in the tabernacle, I'll say somebody shout prayer, amen, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. The church got together and began to pray and intercede. What is the church doing today? What is the church doing? What is the church doing today? Are we praying more or are we talking more? Are we praying or are we doubting? Are we praying or are we worrying? Or we're praying, but we're really not sure of what we're we're praying about. But if the church, if the church, would just pray we can shake some things getting together in unity not discord not divide, not none of those things but getting together in prayer you can shout you can run around the church you can do all these things but what, how is your prayer life that's a question that's a personal how is your prayer life well you think you pray more situations happen less no 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 Seems like sometimes, let's just be real, seems like the more you pray, the more stuff, the, the more craziness happens in your own household. I'm not talking about on your job. In your own household. But if the church would just get together and get on one accord, amen, what a time, what a time, what growth as a body of Christ would have. So Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers. It's a me. Sleeping between two soldiers, bound. Okay? You got your Bibles or you got your notepad? Circle that. Bound with two soldiers chains and the keepers before the door kept the prison okay so through verse verse uh 4 through 16 of course we we're gonna we're gonna see it that the soldiers are guarding they're guarding this man with chains okay soldiers are around him but they didn't want they didn't want him to go anywhere okay peter and james was the main leaders who jesus was with most okay so i thought about this um even in the church, I used to, you know, here when I was growing up, not not currently, but um, there would be certain people that was always around. My grandfather, um, being a being a pastor, bishop, apostle, was always around us, and it seemed like they had, they got the most, you know, real cute the most. Like, well, why is this and why is that? But it was a reason, you know. You have to be careful of who you trust. Okay. You have to be careful of who you telling all your secrets to. Oh yeah, that's my home girl. You know, we girl, we we talk about everything. Yeah, that's my that's my that's my homeboy. Oh, that's my brother. That's my sister. Oh, I can trust them with everything. You cannot trust everybody, because the ones that you're trusting the most, those are the ones that's gonna turn their back and use everything against you. A fool utters all. That's what the word of God says. A fool utters all. So if you need to talk to somebody, my advice. Talk to the Lord because you want to know one thing about it. He won't tell nobody else. Amen. So a whole group of people are praying for Peter. So our husbands, our spouses, no, go to God in prayer. If you have your Bible, you can flip or if you have your tablet, flip on over to Psalms Um, 1, the 121st Division of Psalms, okay? 121st Division of Psalms, and I'll give you all time to get there, and I'll read it. Okay? Just trying to encourage you on tonight, never stop praying, even when it seems like things are not going on your pace. It's not supposed to. It's up to God and his timing. A lot of times we move too fast when the Lord is telling us to slow down. Okay? And we move too slow when the Lord is telling us we need to speed up. Well, how do we know? Pray and listen. Don't be so busy, so so involved with everything and everybody to where you can't sit down and listen to that still small voice okay so um, the 121st Division of Psalm says I will lift up my eyes unto the hills my help and verse number 2 that's those first few words my help cometh from the Lord so when I'm feeling helpless who do I need to go to when I'm feeling like this is well, this is not enough. I have so much going on. I have this. I have these bills. I have these loans. I have this debt. Okay, where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. He'll give you comfort, and he'll give you peace, even in the midst of the, the craziness that's going on, okay? Um. All right, what verse are we on? Let's go on down. Let's see, okay. All right, so Psalms one, um, twenty one. where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. As we are in the process of praying, for those that are listening, you can write this down. As we are in the process of praying, the Lord, he's preparing. As we are in the process of praying, the Lord preparing. What does preparing mean? He's making it ready. You're praying and you're asking for things, but the Lord is saying you're not ready or you're praying for that family member, that son, that daughter, they're not ready. But you continue to pray because he's preparing you, okay? He's preparing them for greater, not just bare minimum, but he's going to prepare them for greater. Even if it's things you've been praying about for yourself, just wait. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Be of good courage. Don't get discouraged, but be of good courage amen all right so here we go and when herod would have brought him forth the same night peter was sleeping between two soldiers and we're on verse number six with two chains and the keepers for the door kept the prison i'm going to keep reading verse number seven and behold the angel of the lord the angel of the lord came upon him and a light shined in the prison and he smote peter on the side, and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. Verse 8, And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, and bind on thy sandals. Put on your clothes. Get your shoes on. And so he did. Peter did. He did. And he said unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. The angel said, Get up, let's go. Let's go. That get your get, get get dressed. Get get your stuff together. We we gotta you're getting out of here tonight, okay? Verse number nine. And he went out and followed him and with not that it was true, which was done by the angels. A vision. Thought he saw a vision. So Peter was asleep. But the thing about it, Jesus told Peter that he will live, okay, to an old age. So Peter, he just, hey, let me go ahead and fall asleep. I know I'm bound up. I know I'm chained up. I know the guards are here. They're watching. Okay, you know what? Let me go ahead and go to sleep. So Peter's like, no, it's not my time yet because Jesus had already told him that he would live to an old age. And Peter, at this point, Peter's not, he's not old here, okay? So what's causing you to lose sleep and hope? One thing about it, my husband used to say this all the time. He used to mess with me, he said, My ministry is I have two S's. That's singing and sleeping. <laughs> I can sing and Lord knows I like to sleep. I don't get much of that now because my children and we run all over all over Georgia. But when I when I can get that sleep I get my sleep at night. What's causing you to lose sleep and hope? Okay? So, in verse seven, the angel told him to get up, and when the angel it, the the scripture as we just read said it's my it it the angel hit him, the angel didn't just say, "Come on, come on, get up, get up, we gotta go we gotta we gotta get out of here no, the angel's like he hit him good and hard ain't no need of being quiet when the lord is when the lord is behind is behind something, you don't have to be quiet about it." When when I know the Lord, that he's done something for me, I want to tell the whole world. I want to share my testimony. I want to call my, you know, share with my husband, share with my sisters, those that I'm close with, and tell, no, we're not going to be quiet. Let me tell you what God has done for me. Let me tell you how I was praying and seeking God's faith for my children and how God worked that thing out and how he fixed it. It didn't happen when I thought it would. But God's timing is always, oh, my God, God's timing. Let me calm down. God's timing is so amazing. You can cry. You can weep. Lord, I don't understand. And that's my testimony. I, I, I think it was, It things started like the week of my birthday with just crazy things going on, things that I thought would never happen and those things started happening and I'm like wow god what are you setting us up for it's how you look at it how are you looking at your situation your situation right now how are you looking at it are you looking for the lord to pull you through or are you having a pity party i tell you now please don't invite me to your pity party cuz i'm going to decline i can't make it i'm sorry i, I can't i can't make it to that Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. When I'm weak, He strengthens me. Crying, He wipes my tears, and He won't tell nobody else about it. I can be vulnerable with the Lord. Amen. Okay, so, so here, um, He's telling him to get dressed. He gets dressed, but at this point, he's like, "Whoa, wait a minute. Uh, Is this real, or, or, or or am I having a vision?" What, what's, what 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 what's going on? This is his mindset, okay? Um, verse number nine, and he went out and followed him, and with and not that it was true which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. Now, Peter, this ain't a vision, this is the real thing. Verse number ten, when they were past the first and the second ward, which was the guard, they came unto the iron gate. That leadeth unto the city Now let's backtrack Because we're going to get into it The saints at this point um, Team and those that are listening The saints are together right now They are praying And we're going to read that later on In one of these verses So the angel had to go ahead And do his assignment But right now The saints The church They're together Praying Okay? They're together praying right now. Okay? So, uh, verse number 10, again, when they were past the first and the second ward, uh, which was the guard, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. Point blank and simple. The angel Did assignment and he was Out that's all He had to do was get him Out of prison And when Peter was Come to himself Okay did y'all catch that When Peter was come to Himself so Peter was still wondering like whoa What is going on This is not a vision now Peter realized this is really Happening so when Peter was come to himself, he said, now I know of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. Okay? And verse number 12, remember what I said, the church folks, they together pray. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname, house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. So some say that Mary, you know, that she she had, she had some money because he had to go to the gate, go through the gate. And then through the gate, we got to the house. Now a damsel is there to welcome him. Well, not welcome him, but is there. So say that, hey, Mary had, they they was very, very wealthy, okay? Peter knocked. They are praying, okay? And I'm going to open it up to the panel. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, listen to what they said. They've been in here praying for Peter, right? So God, the Lord has delivered Peter. So the damsel goes back and tell the the folks that's praying. Okay. And they said unto her, thou art mad. They said that she was mad. You're hallucinating. This ain't, That is not true. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, it is his angel. They still didn't believe it. You're in here praying that the Lord delivers. You're praying. You're speaking the Lord's face. But when it happens, you don't believe it. Okay? Is that you tonight? Verse 16, and I'm going to open it up. But Peter continued knocking, and when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. These church folks was surprised. What were you praying for? Okay, all right. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and open up the floor for the panel for anybody that that wants to um that wants to share. You can do so at this time.
1: Oh, all right. Go
2: ahead, go ahead, Toby. Okay, you sure? Okay, um, I just want to say first off, um, definitely a, a, a great lesson. Uh, getting a whole lot of nuggets and took a whole lot of notes on um, on this one. Um, with uh, the story, very encouraging for us, you know, just to to know what all Peter went through, um, and definitely, you know, refreshing. 'Cause uh when I was uh, even looking at everything and seeing what all Peter had to go through and you know, from yeah. the beginning to this point right there, there's a whole lot, you know, you got King Herod that, you know, had already killed one of the disciples, you know, uh James, uh brother John. So, you know, like like first lady said, that's part of the inner circle, so they, they all was was cool. So now you got one of him gone uh one of them gone and And now King Herod, you know, of course he was looking to uh, to get Peter as well, looking to kill Peter, um, you know, and he let him sit in prison at first, you know. um, And then once the time came, you know, he planned to bring him before the people, before the Jews to kill him. Uh, So the odds were really stacked against Peter. Uh, The king, you know, wants him dead. The people of the town, meaning the Jews, want him dead. And he's locked up and, and you know, guarded by, what, like, 16 soldiers, the um, frontarian, uh, and sleeping between, you know, two soldiers, sleeping between two of them. And But regardless of the situation, God can make the impossible possible. You know, a lot Uh-oh, of us yeah. are in some impossible situations now. You know, but God can turn that thing around instantly, just like he did for for Peter. You know, so sometimes... We just need to, you know, come together and pray just like they did in this scenario, just like what, we, what we're, we're um, experiencing, um, you know, through the scripture right now, what we're, what we're uh, reading right now. Sometimes we just got to come together and pray. These impossible situations are only just impossible to us, you know, uh, but God works beyond that. You know, like I said, God, uh, regardless of the situation, can make the impossible possible. So just definitely very encouraging to um to see to say the least about this story. This is something that, you know, was right on point, definitely appreciated. Um and, and that's that's where I got some now. That passed uh so much Thank you. Thank you, sir.
1: Amen. I definitely agree with what's been said. Um and as my wife stated earlier, i I've preached this Several times throughout my uh, preaching life, should I say uh but what what sticks out to me uh is the fact the angel, as my wife stated, he did his part, and the rest was on Peter um God will always do his part. God will always do that super, meaning that part you can't do. We can trust God to do what can God trust us to do what we can do. Okay? He says, again, we can always trust God to do that impossible, that to do that part that we can't do. But can God trust us to do the part that we can do. See, the the angel didn't take Peter all the way to to uh, John Mark's uh, mother house. He didn't take him all the way. He just got he got him outside the prison, and he left. He he was gone. And Peter, I mean, think about it. The saints were gathered praying at this uh, lady's home, and that's where Peter went. And all the other places where Peter probably could have gone. um, But we know because during this time, persecution being on the church, okay, the persecution being on the church. We don't know about no persecution now, but they knew about it back then, you know, about uh, that's how Apostle Paul, you know, with all that and Stephen and the different ones that was being martyred. And as we've already stated, you know, James had just been killed uh you know and and several others of the saints you know they was wreaking havoc on the saints that's why jesus had to speak to paul and tell him man it's hard for you to kick against the pricks okay so we understand we can see the angel doing the super but peter had to still do the natural okay the, the angel did super but the angel didn't put peter's clothes on him the angel was doing the super the angel of the Lord was doing the suit, but the angel didn't put Peter's shoes on him. Peter had to do, He, had, in other words, you and I have a part to play in all this. We can't just sit down, sit back, and say, well, God going to do everything. No. No. You got to get up. Okay? You got to get up. You got to get out. That was the old song. Get up, get out, and do something. Okay? Don't just watch time pass by. You know, Get up, get out, and do something you and I got to do for you and I. We we have a part to play in this. And there's an old song, and I'll be through, that says, must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? Well, the answer is no. There's a cross for everyone. There's a cross for you, and there's a cross for me. And we cannot even be his disciples. We cannot be Jesus' disciple unless we take up our own cross. And follow him You have a part to play You have a part to play And are we willing and obedient Remember I've always said That we can be obedient but not be willing Okay we can obey God But do we have an attitude with it Like with our children Yeah they might obey They may t- they may do what we tell them to do But how many times do we have to tell them Okay and then After we tell them, how long does it take for them to accomplish And do what they need to do they're obedient, but they may not be willing. And so Peter had to shake himself, probably pinch himself, and he recognized, wait a minute, I'm not dreaming. This is for real. And he had to play his part. We don't read nowhere in the text so far. We haven't read, and we're not going to read, where well, the angel carried him out to prison. He had to run. He had to, he had to put left in front of right. So a lot of us, we're sitting around talking about, well, God going to do it. God going to do it. Yeah, God going to do his part. But what about you and your part? Okay? And I, I've been saying this for, for us church, where we are now, yeah, we could have been sitting back that. Well, we're we going to wait on the Lord. No, I had to get out. I had to get out. I had to go call. I had to knock on some doors and meet some folks, talk with some people. For us to have, you know, where we are now, you can't just sit there, you know, faith. All right, I said I was going to be through. Faith without works is dead. Okay? Faith without works is dead. So ladies actually you're doing a great job. Thank you.
0: Amen. Anybody else on the um on the panel would like to speak before I um proceed. Okay. So, um, but yes, thank y'all so much for those comments. I was trying to write down, um, I got what Mr. Tobert said and that is the story of our life, the story of my life. That's my testimony that God can make the impossible possible. Because I can remember as a child and I will tell this story until the day I die, till the day I take my last breath. Um, I was probably eleven twelve years old when my mother had her massive stroke and um, you know, being always with my mother and you know, being raised in a church and hearing pray, 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 prayer, prayer, works prayer, this, pray, 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 and faith. So when my mother had this stroke, um, I can remember that night. We It was the night after Thanksgiving, um, and we went home. Everything was good. She drove home. She didn't tell anyone that she had a headache um and that she was lightheaded. headed so we all went in my dad's room um me being the baby I stayed in my daddy's my mom and my dad's room but she sat on the couch and that was different and my oldest sister Victoria she was in the room with us and she was like let me go check on let me go see what mama's doing so she went and um of course mama was in the bathroom and um you know, she didn't think nothing of it, so she came back in the room where we were watching TV. And so my mom came out the bathroom and sat on the couch. But by the time she Victoria went back out to check on my mother, she was she was unresponsive and she was just throwing up. Black stuff was just coming out of her. And so she ran in there. She was like, "Daddy, something's wrong with mama. Something's wrong with mama." So you know, we always be joking, acting crazy, you know, trying to trick folks. And so my dad, he was like, you know, girl, stop, girl, hush, don't lie. ain't nothing wrong with your mama. But he realized that she was serious. Okay. And that's how we are. When God realized that we're serious and we're not just playing around, he will, God will respond. He will definitely respond. Came out of the room. And so me, I'm just laying still laying on the bed watching TV,
2: but I'm like, wait
0: a minute. It's a lot, lot going on. And so, I went out there, and it was a sight that I would, like I said, I will tell the story until the day I die because it taught me something on prayer. So my grandfather, um, Bishop Moss, he came. I don't know how he got from Marietta to uh, Cobb County where we were so fast, but he got there, and by that time the ambulance was there, and they was checking on my mother and getting her on the on the stretcher and taking her out. And by that time, she didn't have no vitals. She had flatlined. They couldn't do it. would seemed like it was no hope. And as they were taking her down the stairs, I was standing by the door, and I was just crying, 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 bawling my eyes out like a, like a child would do to see their mother in that state. But my grandfather came, and he stood beside me, and he told me to hush. And I'm like, you know, thinking about it, I'm like, hush. And after he said that, he said, pray. Come to church on Sunday morning. You're hearing it now. Pray. Pray without ceasing. Pray until something happens. Pray. God hears you. He, he's listening. He's waiting on you because you've been trying to do it on your own. You're You're trying to still trying to fix it. You're still trying to work out something that you have absolutely no control over. So what do you do when you don't have any control over the situation? That's my testimony. When it came down to my mother, I couldn't. I couldn't control anything that was going on, but I knew someone who did, and that was God. That was nothing but God. So I stopped crying, and I knew the Lord was with. I knew the Lord was present. I had, I stopped crying, and that they were still out there, in, you know, in the driveway, had put her in there, and by the time they left out the driveway start breathing again her vitals her heartbeat everything and I said that was nothing but God it didn't have anything to do with what they were doing in that ambulance that was nothing but God but what can you do what do you do those that are listening what have you done or what are you doing because you have absolutely no control over the situation we're not that powerful, but it's the Word of God that's powerful. It's the Lord as we go to him. We wonder why things aren't working out because you're praying about it, okay and you're you're not even you're not even putting no effort into you know like like my husband just said, like what would happen with Peter he didn't the angel didn't have to come in and get him dressed the The angel did his assignment. He went in there, told him, get up, get dressed, let's go. And after that, his assignment was done. I still believe in guardian angels. I still believe when we leave out of our homes and when we travel down the highways and, and these different places we go, the Lord has his angels of protection around us. It's nothing that you have done, no good thing that you've done of your own. But it's the God that we serve that keeps us. Don't find yourself in this situation. Praying, and then when it happens, you're surprised. Oh, my God, say, believe it. I cannot believe it. I wasn't surprised when my mother, when we finally was able to go to the hospital and we was able to see her. I I wasn't surprised even as a child because I heard it my whole life. And I believe God. I believe that prayer still works. That child, that hellion that you have, prayer will do what you cannot do. That relationship, that marriage, that that uh, mother and daughter relationship, that father and son relationship, God can fix it. God can handle it. That sickness, you may be praying and interceding on behalf of a family member you have to trust god you can pray and then they're still calling you with bad reports i got a phone call when i when i got home last night and i'm done i'm done but um i got home last night and i was like lord we don't have baseball practice thank you jesus we don't have nothing to do today let me get some i can finally get some stuff clean so I started cleaning um cleaning up my car, getting all my all the baseball bats and bags and coats and chairs and all these things and my um uh, my sister she was calling me and calling me and calling me and I was like, Okay, I'm gonna call her back. I was like, I gotta call you back. I'm I'm cleaning my car and she called me again. I said, Let me let me try to call her back So I called back and got you know, got news with one of with my niece and I told her, I said, Listen it's just like this and I'm just gonna be straight up, even for those that are listening, okay? And after I say this I'm gonna turn it over and it's into the hands of, of our um of my husband for um for offering and, and dismissal. But listen God is a graceful God and He's a merciful God. But you can only pimp God's grace but for so long. Well God knows my heart. He knows I. He knows what I want to do. Well, I'm not what I used to be. I'm not. Well, I'm not as far as I should be, but I'm not what I used to be. Okay, not saying my my sister was saying this, but I'm just I'm just saying this, um, because the Lord put it in my in my spirit to say. How can you get something out of something if you don't put nothing in it? How can you? And my husband has given this example before. There's no way you can go to the bank and say, oh, can I get, I need to make a withdrawal of 50 bucks, $100, and you haven't deposited nothing in. That's where we mess up. We are believers, but we don't put no time in when it comes to the Lord. We're slowful. We're slowful when it comes down to God's business, but when somebody gets sick, Or when something is going on with you, oh, now you want to come to now you want to go to God in fervent prayer. But when you were good and on your feet and in your right mind, you chose not to. We got to do better. That's from everybody we, everybody, me included, we have to do better when it comes down to the things of God. We give our jobs one hundred percent. We give our families 100%. We give our careers 100%. But if it had not been for the Lord, you wouldn't have anything that you have right now. You you couldn't even have breath in your body. You couldn't have the activity of your limbs to get out of your bed, to get yourself dressed, to get out of that house and go do your daily activities if it was not for the Lord. It's not going to be drinking, smoking, sex all these things of the world is set to die and go to hell in the church for that one thing slowfulness being willing and obedient. Well I don't think it take all that. It's just it's just the church. The Lord He knows oh I I can be getting me an extra fifteen, twenty, thirty minutes of sleep. Uh oh, why church gotta be so early? Why do you have to complain about everything? Pray and seek God. Ask him to help you. Ask him to touch you in those areas that you know that you're weak in. I don't know. The person that you're sleeping beside, they may not know. Your best friend may not know. But God knows. Pray and watch God work. I know some that's listening tonight got the testimony, okay, that I've been been praying for years. But in God's own timing, he worked it out. He fixed it. He's changing He's changing, changing mind. Look at the testimony that was given on Sunday from a young man. I said the church should have been rejoicing. The church should have been going crazy that there is one soul that the devil, you can't have him. You, the, the devil lost on that one. But how many of us, even on Sunday, went to that young man to encourage him to say, man, I've been where you are. Or, no, I haven't been there, but, son, uh, young man, stay encouraged. Or were you too busy and you had stuff to do and you had to go handle it? Not die and go to hell in the church. Let's do better. Let's pray more as a church. Okay? I'm not talking about pray just praise tabernacle the church, the body of Christ, the body of Christ, God's going to do it. I speak that tonight. God's going to do it, and whoever receive it, receive it. God is going to do it. And when he do it, how will you respond? God bless y'all on tonight. I pray that your hearts were encouraged um, on tonight. I love you, um, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Um, so I'm going to turn this part of the service into the hands of my husband. Y'all have a wonderfully blessed night.
1: All right, all right. I tell you what. A, what a word. What a word. In time, on time, and challenging. A lot of times we're not challenged in the word. A lot of times we. We hear messages, and it doesn't prick us. It makes us feel good, but it, it's not challenging. So this has been a good, great challenge to us on tonight. Amen. As she said, not just to Praise Tabernacle, but to whoever's listening. You are the church. You'll believe in Jesus. You are the church. So we thank you, Lady Zachary, for that great word. Let's do our part. Let's do our part. Let's do the part that we can. Let's play the part that that we can play and trust God with the rest. Do your part and then trust God with the rest. All right, all right. We're going to get ready to uh, close out for tonight. But uh, the panel, anyone on the panel have any last words before we close out, we'll do the offering and close out? Anyone on the panel?
2: Pastor, I got a uh, a comment. Um, I would say Uh that um, definitely, as far as this lesson, I mean, uh, amazing job, um, First Lady. And I'm gonna just say this: that um, you know, we are in uh, you know in service, and we are getting these messages, and we got to you know uh, take them and apply them to life. Because when I tell you that even uh this lesson on tonight and then Sunday's message, I mean, they really came to life um here recently for me. Um, Pastor, you talked about uh, like a good neighbor. So I would say that um uh, that scenario and making sure that we're we're doing what we're supposed to be doing as a good neighbor and, you know, your neighbor not being, you know, a person nearby. I said all that to say that Um, you know as an example on today I was um, didn't know it but I was witnessing today and uh, it was a scenario as to where the person uh, that I'm I'm a truck driver so the person that gave me one of my contracts speaking with her and uh, she's had some issues with uh, her father's health has declined and um, uh, he was uh, he has cancer and has dementia and had a lot of things going on. And I just, you know, just decided to, you know, kind of check on her and see what was going on. And she was talking about how things have, you know, taken a turn for the worse. And, um, and, and I just gave her more encouraging words. And it's crazy because I had to use some of the the information that not only we have been given recently, even, uh, one of the Bible study lessons that I went over as well had to use that, use that title and let her know because she needed some guidance and I let her know that, you know, even in that moment, uh, that she needed guidance that, you know, uh what I think my topic was you know man gives advice but God gives guidance and I let her know that and let her know the scriptures behind that and also I just let her know um about the story and I did not know this at that moment when I said it I said also I was telling her about the story about what Peter and I said well man um something happened I said we we can come together for prayer for your dad you know give her encouragement word it's not over and I said I went over this story, and I did not know at that moment that that is exactly what First Lady was going to talk about tonight. I said it was a story with Peter, and, you know, he got, um, wow. by, you know, by the power of prayer, you know, uh, he got released out of his situation, um uh, all because of the power of prayer. And, you know, I went over it briefly, and I said, I don't remember exactly what the scripture is. I said, I know the story, and I went over the story. We just went over everything. But it all came together all in one, and this is just, you know, everything coming to life. So um, I would just ask the church, you know, we got an opportunity, just off what I'm just saying with what she's going through, is the church could pray for his name is Jack Evans that would be that would be great if as a as a church everyone that's listening on the panel, we could pray for Jack Evans, who's dealing with cancer, I believe it's leukemia and dementia um that would be great and um uh, that would be a perfect example of us doing our part as a church and bringing it to life and the last thing that i want to say is um as an encouragement talking about peter peter was um uh, was sleeping and of course i'm I'm assuming that he was uh laying down so Uh, he was laying down in between the two soldiers. So even when you're down, uh, even though you're down, you can get back up, okay? So even though he was down, the angel of the Lord came during the rescue and told him to get up and clean yourself up. So that's exactly what we have to do sometimes. We have to get ourselves up and clean ourselves up even in the middle what's going on So even when you're down I'm encouraging everyone To clean yourself up And be prepared Because help is on the way But in Peter's case Help was already there And that's all I got <laughs> All
1: right All right All right So I think we get you Five more minutes You you gone and, and, and you and Lady Zachary Tag team Tag team tonight All right Anyone else uh, I know Sister Toby was on Sister Toby You got anything tonight
0: no, I don't. I don't have a comment on tonight. Um, first lady, you did a beautiful job as always. Very um, great, great lesson. I just enjoyed the lesson on tonight.
1: All right. Well, thank you for that, my sister, uh, Mister Toby. You you said something, and I um I was I I kind of slipped my mind. But oftentimes we preach stuff, and we we forget what we preach. And uh, God put us in situations, and I had the same thing, well, something a little different, but what we preached on Sunday, uh, like a good neighbor, I had a situation today, uh, after we had our meeting, I went to the Chinese restaurant to get me some vegetables, some rice and vegetables, and uh, a young man was... uh, he was sitting out. There. I could tell he was, he was either homeless or I knew he was he was struggling. And right when I pulled up to the restaurant, <laughs> the message came. <laughs> the message came right to my in my spirit, you know, like a good neighbor. So I, as I was going into the restaurant, I walked up to the walked up to him. He was sitting outside on the bench, and I said, um, "Hey, Doc, you hungry?" He said, "Yes, sir." I said, "All right, you want some Chinese food?" He said, "No." I, I said, "Well, what you want?" He said I want a burger. Like I'm sitting, here, like, you know, I like negro, I'm trying to get you some some fried rice and some vegetables, some shrimp or whatever you want at the Chinese restaurant, but you don't want no you don't want no Chinese food. So I kind of jumped in my flesh like you know, nigga, you know them house myself under my brown like if you hungry, you going you going eat whatever somebody is offering you, you know. And, um, but the scripture, you know, it kept popping in, you know, and, and I didn't get to finish it. Now, I guess I'm gonna wait to four Sunday, Lord and I finish it then. I thought I would do it this week, but uh, I'll probably wait to fourth Sunday because it, it caused me, it challenged me on what I just preached. So I went on in the restaurant and I left my, I laughed it on off. Went in the restaurant and while I was in there eating my, eating my lunch, you know, the spirit kept kept uh uh coming to me, you know, what are you gonna do next? What are you gonna do next? So there's a Burger King across, you know, we're in the Kroger shopping center and there's a Burger King on the other side. So when I came out the restaurant I said I said, Man, you didn't want none of this good Chinese food He's like, No, no, man, I'd rather have a Burger. I said, Okay I said, Burger King over there I said, What kind of Burger do you want? And he said, uh he said, a whopper. I said, okay, I'll be back. I said, you sit right here, and time, my time was getting short, Where I had to go back go back in for this afternoon. But I had about, about right at 15, 20 minutes, and normally this Burger King is long, so I got over there. I was in line and got to the Burger King. Now, this is really kind of what, throw, what was throwing me off. Got to the Burger King, got in line, placed the order. I wanted a Whopper. Uh, matter of fact, they had two whoppers two whopper Juniors for five dollars. I said, so I figured he'd probably eat that so when i 'm ordering the the people say the people in Burger King say they don 't have any burgers. so how does Burger King not have any burgers they don't have any kind of any kind of burgers i 'm like, what do you mean you don 't have ain 't this burger king i'm like, and I asked the I said, Are y'all going through a, a shortage? I mean, is it a recession on burgers that don't nobody know about but Burger King? And uh so once again I wasn't able to get him no burger. I said, Well do y'all got chicken? And so I ordered him a chicken sandwich and large drink, large fries and all that and I took it back across to him and I told him, I said, Well Doc, they didn't have they didn't have any any burgers but you know, do you eat chicken? So here I am thinking again Negro, if you hungry, you gonna eat whatever someone you know is offering. Now, thank God he said he ate chicken because I, I was gonna take that chicken on with me and and, and eat. You know, eat later on and get one of my kids later on. So I'm just saying, once again, going out your way, you know, somewhat inconvenience, uh, but what are you willing to do? You know, do your part, which ties into what my wife spoke about on tonight. Are you willing to do your part? God's gonna do His. Are you willing to do your part? And when we get into that uh, like a good neighbor, we're going to go into those those points where the good Samaritan really went above and beyond the call of duty. He did more than what was expected. He did more. He, 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 He did, which Jesus exemplified, he did exceeding abundantly, above all, okay, symbolic to what Jesus did for us. All right, all right. So the good message, lady Zachary, I'll see you when I get home. I got, hey, man, these two boys, we out here, so I, I'll be home in a little bit. Uh, but listen, tonight, we're just going to give the church information, church cash app. Uh, we're still working on, I don't know why it's taking so long. They, they We're going through so much trying to get the cash app and stuff done with the extended arms. But the church cash app for those that would like to give on tonight is dollar sign PTC. 877 once again, dollar sign, PTC877, and may the Lord bless you real good. Listen, come on, meet us, you're in the city, are you visiting, come on to Praise Tabernacle Church, come meet us Sunday morning at 9 o'clock, this will be Youth Sunday, our youth will be going forth, my lovely wife will be delivering the keynote message, as she said, she might be doing a continuation from tonight. But meet us there, meet us there, and, and may the Lord bless you real good. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this Bible study. We thank you for another opportunity just to, to, to witness and discuss the, the gospel and the things that the scripture teaches us and how we're able to apply those to our everyday life. As we leave this place with never your presence, Matthew twenty-eight nineteen through 20 tells us to go ye therefore, teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Good night.